Now be careful, R2. <laughs> He made a fair move. Screaming about it can't help you. No, it's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But, sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. It's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I see your point, sir. I suggest a new strategy, R2. Let the Wookiee win. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 525, Favorite Star Wars Games. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Chewbacca to my R2-D2, we've got Carl LeClaire. Listen, if you beat me, I'm going to pull your counterpart's arms off. Oh, okay, well, I'll I'll definitely beat you, because that'll be fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah, make sure they don't put a red arm on to replace it, because then Han might not recognize him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's his eyes. C-3PO. I was just worried you wouldn't recognize me with the red arm. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jason, I, I am so excited for this episode, because you and I have had some very fun Star Wars gaming adventures the last couple times I was out visiting you. And yes. uh, and this this episode is very much inspired by those uh, by those uh, experiences. And and just to be clear for y'all uh, tuning in, what we mean by our favorite games is this: we have done uh, I think we've done it twice in the past, Jason, where we talked about some of our favorite Star Wars video games. Uh, but these are these are essentially board games and card games, and there are so many Star Wars games that are not video games that have been released you know in the past 40 years and um when you sent me some of the games you were going to talk about today i didn't even know what half of them were um so <laughs> i'm i'm just super excited to hear about it and uh and, and share some of mine as well and and hopefully those of you listening this will bring some fond memories to, to you or or maybe get you out there to the gaming stores to uh plunge into a different way of playing star wars yeah absolutely now uh, the the whole tabletop, you know, board game or, you know, card game uh, world is something that, you know, I've always enjoyed. You know, I always like board games. I've always liked card games. And when I can combine Star Wars with those, it's even better. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it's strange because we've never actually, I've never could even considered doing an episode like this. And then you suggested it the other day. And I was like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I already have all of the games I want to talk about. It it took me literally like fifteen minutes to go. Wait, what was that one? Oh right, yes, these are the games I want to talk about. And uh, I was like, I'm. It surprised me how excited I am <laughs> to talk about all of this. To talk about all this, and I was like, I probably like playing these games more than I like playing video games. Just that's just my personality. Yeah. Um, obviously for those of you who know, I have been listening recently. You probably know I play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so that's definitely a, an in-person kind of tabletop game. So this is kind of my wheelhouse. I prefer these more than video games. I enjoy video games, but I get more invested, I think in a board game or a tabletop game of some sort, because you're usually there around a table with a bunch of people and you're joking around. You're, you've got you're like your little rivalries going on against each other, and it's just that much more fun when you win, and uh, you know, or when you suffer the agony of defeat. So um, I'm really excited to talk about all this, Carl. Uh, I imagine you're similar to me that you prefer 
these kinds of games to video games. Yeah, I really love that caveat you you opened with Jason cuz I'm right there with you. I you know, and we've both talked about this over the years how neither one of us are particularly big video game folks. Um and and I mean, we both have tremendous love and respect for gamers. Uh it's just it's not our mm. biggest wheelhouse, that's all. Um and totally agree with you that these games um there's such a social component to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that'll be part of some of the rationale behind some of the choices I've made today. Um, you know, and, and, and obviously to be fair, right. Video gaming can also be quite communal. I mean, battlefront is notorious for its multiplayer abilities and, and whatnot. Um, so that it's not that those can't be communal as well, but there's a different level of, 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 uh, sense of community with a board game. Like you said, Jason, right. You get together, you gather around a table, you might share a meal together, right? There's something just, there's just something very intimate a lot of times about the experience of board games and card games that is, uh, a little less likely to be replicated in the world of video games. Um, and, and, and that's not, that's not delineating that one is better than the other. It's just, a, it's a particular preference. Um, so yeah, super excited to get into these, to these things. And Jason, like, I am really pumped to hear about some of the games you've chosen because like, like I messaged to you when you so I was like, send me some of the games you want to include. And then you sent me a photo. I'm like, don't know half of these. And I love it. Right. <laughs> I know. And, and I know. And I think it's indicative of the fact that you and I are far enough apart in age from when we were like, again, like I think we're five years apart or maybe four, but you know, when we were kids, like the, the things we were playing with star Wars was far enough apart. You know, I was, I was getting out of things while you were still getting into them. Um, I mean, at this stage of life, we're on the same page, but like when I was 11 and you were, you know, seven, uh, that's a big difference. Um, and it it, is, yeah, it, it's a bigger difference when we were younger than it is now. Uh, but yeah, it definitely is. It's far enough apart, especially during the time when we were growing up, that there's just a little bit of a different era that we hit our sweet spot in. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, so it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see what you've got on your list, too. So I'm very excited. Uh, should we stop dilly-dallying? Let's dil- and, yeah, and let, let the dilly-dallying cease and the, the uh, gaming <laughs> begin. Uh, I know when we talked to our Ahsoka moments last week, I made you kick off. So I'll do the honors of, of starting the convo today. And uh, I'm going to actually start with something that's honestly like a little cheesy um, insofar as like it's not a direct Star Wars game, but I didn't care. I needed to put it on my list. And it was it's the classic trilogy edition of Star Wars Monopoly. Um, I know like a lot of you might be thinking like, oh, Star Wars Monopoly, that's not a Star Wars game, but here's why I would say that it is. Um, and maybe many of you are like, no, it absolutely is. Uh, but I love the classic, the classic trilogy and right, Jason, there's been multiple forms of Star Wars Monopoly, just like there's been thousands of forms of all sorts of, of Monopoly versions. Um, I'm referring to the classic trilogy edition, which was released in 1997, which was kind of the height of my, like this, these were the early days of my falling in love with Star Wars. I became a Star Wars fan late in 95. So, I mean, 96 through 99 were kind of my prime years of really falling in love with this franchise. And the first Star Wars game I ever played, and I'm talking between well, no, I guess I probably played Super Return of the Jedi first. But this was the second game I ever played, and it was the classic edition of Star Wars Monopoly. And um, I played this game a lot with my cousin. Uh, I, you know, I mean, over the years, I've referenced my cousin Andrew a lot. He's the one who's responsible for getting me into Star Wars. He's my Ben Kenobi, even though he's a little bit younger than me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we played this we played this Star Wars Monopoly all the time. And one of the things I loved about it is the like really gorgeous little pewter game pieces, right? So of the characters. So it, it came with Darth Vader, C-3PO, Han Solo, the Emperor, Obi-Wan, a Stormtrooper, Leia, Boba Fett, and Luke. And these were like, and they were also just like cool little figures to even like have because right. Everything else I had was power of the force line or micro machines. And this was just like another derivative of a little star Wars figuring, which I thought were really cool. Um, the, all of the money had Oribesh writing on it, which I thought was really cool. And the thing that I just loved most of all about this game was it was an opportunity to own Star Wars properties, right? It had some of my favorite <laughs> movie locations. Every time I played, I did everything I could to secure the, uh, Millennium Falcon, um, 
place. So like in place of the railroads, you had different Star Wars ships. And obviously one of them was the Falcon. I always had to have that. And then one of the locations you could buy was the carbon freezing chamber on Cloud City. Had to have that too. I mean, those were my two favorite things. Um, and, and Star Wars Monopoly's version of, of Boardwalk was the uh, Imperial Center on Coruscant. Um, yes. I just I just loved the heck out of this game. You know, it was yes, it was the classic game of Monopoly, but the Star Wars twist was enough to make me feel like, uh, you know, I, I owned real estate in Star Wars and I really enjoyed <laughs> that. See, Carl, I am so glad this is on your list because. At the same time, they released the board game for this. They released it as a computer game as well. I've heard of this. And that, I think, might have been my first computer game that I ever owned. I never finished a game of Star Wars Monopoly <laughs> uh, because it took forever. And I was, you know, like seven and would get bored. But I loved playing it because uh, when you rolled the dice to see how, you know, how far around the board you moved, you'd click on the dice. And if it was a rebel character, uh, the dice would like fly up and an X-wing would come from off screen and shoot the dice and that would roll the dice. And if it was an Imperial character, a TIE fighter would do that. Uh, and the, the, the little figurines, um, would get placed on the board. And then as they, you know, came around for their first turn, uh, they would go from like the pewter figurine looking thing and they would walk out and like transition from pewter to a, you know, rather in, in that today's day, rather uh, basic version of what the character was supposed to represent. And they would walk out and then they would run and jump and all that sort of stuff around the board as you played. Um and it was so much fun. And you talking about this is making me go, I need to see if that game is still at my parents' house and if there's a way I can still like <laughs> You got you gotta get, get your old MS DOS format computer or Windows ninety five, but <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. No or or maybe find out if there's like a a, a port for it, sure. you know, online somewhere that I could play because now I, I want to go back and play Star Wars Monopoly. Um <laughs> I do remember playing the video game, always trying to get, for whatever reason, I always wanted to try and get all three of the Hoth locations. Oh, nice. Uh, because I figured that was going to be my place to rack up money uh, because they were, you know, near Pasco and uh, they were inexpensive enough. I could put like all the hotels and stuff on it yeah. without breaking my bank. But if somebody landed on them, then it would be really good for me. It never really ultimately paid off because I, you know, would never finish the game. But, you know, <laughs> that was my theory going back in the day. Yeah. So I'm no, really glad you brought up this game. I love that you brought up the the video game version of it because I, I had never known it existed. A year, uh, a little while back, I don't remember what our episode was, but our, our pal Jim Caprin uh, sent me a message and told me about how much he loved the uh the video, the computer game version of Star Wars Monopoly. And he sent me like a YouTube video of just like a playthrough of it. And I like put it on one night as like kind of an ASMR video as I went to sleep. <laughs> but it was great. So you can, you can still find plenty of, of content about it on YouTube. But as far as playing it, uh, it might be a bit of a dig just because, I mean, gosh, that probably was like Windows 95 or something. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I love that you had it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. But uh, what is the first one for you? Well, first one for me that I want to talk about is the Star Wars Episode One um, customizable card game. Um, it it was not uh, it didn't have like uh, decks that you could buy for it, but it, it came like a self contained game uh, that you could customize the the different teams that you could play. There was uh, uh, two dark side teams, two light side teams. Um, headed up by either Darth Maul or Newt Gunray uh, for the dark side and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon for the light side. And you'd have other heroes that would join in, you know, you have Queen Amidala, uh, Jar Jar, various battle droids, destroyer droids, things like that. But you'd have three planets that you would play on. And then you could uh, 
land your different characters and your soldiers on the different planets. You could, you know, use cards to move them from planet to planet, and you would attack um, the your opponent's cards and your opponent's planets. And the point of the game is to make them go through their entire deck first, because um, if you win a battle, then you have to discard cards. Um, and if you lose a battle, you know, so if you if you win a battle, the uh, other, your opponent has to discard cards, and so the first one to go through their entire deck first loses. Um, and if, it was a game I haven't played it in years, but uh, my mom picked it up at a garage sale, and somebody had it, and uh, my brother and I played it a lot for like a couple of summers. And so I just have some really fun memories of the two of us laying on the, the floor in the back room uh, with the cards spread out. And he was always the dark siders and I was always the light siders and we would, we would fight. Um, I was more tactical. So I usually won, <laughs> but uh, he had, he definitely got the better hand uh, a few times. So yeah, it was it was a fun game. It's something I have a lot of fond memories of. Um, I feel like it's probably a, a very simplified, uh, similar type of game to like Magic the Gathering or some other collectible card mm-hmm. games. Um, but it's a you know it's a simple simple game. Definitely one of those uh, those gateway games. Sure. <laughs> To get to get people into playing card games and stuff like that, and then because they've got on the back of the instruction manual um, the the Star Wars card game that you could that you could play that was coming out during the uh, the Phantom Menace era, uh, you could buy all the booster packs and stuff for that. There was advertising that on the back of the instruction manual, so it was definitely a gateway game, um, wanting you to go out. And get more stuff. So, but I had a blast playing it, and uh, it was one of those things where we, uh, we decided to do this. And I was like, I think I have this game still. And I pulled out my my games, and there it was. Um, I might be missing a card or two um, in all the moves, but I have to go through the decks and find out. <laughs> yeah, that and that's one of the games I I'd never heard of that. So. Uh, that's really cool. And, and I'll be talking a little bit about some customizable card games a little bit later. Um, but yeah, nice. that I not familiar with that one at all. So next time I'm visiting, we, we should pull that out and give it a go. Definitely. I, I think that would be a blast. So, um, but uh, what about you? What's, what's the next one you've got? Yeah. Uh, my next one is it's, it's a very popular one in the star Wars community and it's uh fantasy flight games, X wing miniature game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this, this premiered in 2012, uh, and I, I think one of the most appealing things about this game is just the ability to like get to be a strategic planner, um, and, and recreate all sorts of dogfights. And X-Wing is, it is exactly that in so far as a very strategic game, which is probably why I sucked at it. <laughs> um, and it's so funny cause like, I, I mean, it made my list, even though I was really quite atrocious at this game um but it was just super fun because you could i mean yes you can obviously like uh, play by the rules and stuff but there's also really fun ways of customizing the game you can make campaign modes um and one of the coolest things about it at the end of the day is just how cool the ships themselves look the models are like just gorgeous models um and uh if 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 you follow us on on social media you've seen me in and especially in light of the, the, the three-part series we did on our favorite Star Wars ships. I have a lot of these Star Wars ships from the X-Wing game. Even though I don't play the game anymore, I kept almost all my models just because they're so gorgeous. Um, and the reason for that is, is most of the ships were actually, they digitally scanned a lot of the actual set piece models from the movie to make this game. So it's like, they're, nice. like, they're as screen accurate as you can get. Um, and one of my favorite things I ever did with it is uh, my friend Tyler, who's been on the show a couple of times now. Uh, Tyler was very good at this game. I mean, Tyler's just very good at games in general. Um, but one time, one of the last times I 
I played, uh, we we just recreated the asteroid chase from Empire Strikes Back. So he played as, uh, I think, three or four TIE fighters. We set up a bunch of asteroids on the game map, and I played as the, as the Falcon. And it was just so fun. Like, it was a really neat way of, like, delving into dogfighting in the world of Star Wars. Um, so even though I wasn't particularly good at the game, my gosh, was it fun. Um, and... Uh, and, you know, as you kind of said at the beginning of the episode, Jason, I have such a fondness for this game now because it was literally the catalyst for me creating my kind of Star Wars group here in Boston. Um, a local game store had a, every Monday night they would have X-Wing, you know, uh, they would host an X-Wing like mini tournament every every Monday. And that's where I met my friend Tyler. And from that, I just I met a couple of the other friends that I now have here in the Boston area that are Star Wars fans. And even though X-Wing kind of got abandoned relatively quickly along the way for for other games uh i have such a fondness for it because it brought some some of my favorite people in my life into my life um so yeah and 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 that said like i've seen a lot of uh, our buddy jazz um he has a friend over in norway who built like a really gorgeous custom x-wing miniature uh tabletop himself like and it's got like it's got like a a plastic surface with lights under it to make it look like an, an oh. actual like glowing star field. I mean, and, and there are a lot of folks out there that have done some really cool customization of, of, of uh, play mats and game mats and game boards for this. Um, so it's, it's a really, really intricate game. Um, and if you are a strategically minded person and you enjoy games like that, this is definitely the game for you. I mean, I, I am not that person and, and I still love the heck out of it. So uh, yeah. Have you ever played it? I have not played it. I've seen it played. Um, and I've definitely gone and oogled and ogled over all the minis uh, for it. Um, that and uh, what's the... what's the um, Armada? Assault Armada, yeah. yeah. With the, it's just it's the capital ship version of it, yeah. Yeah, the capital ship version of it. So um, I've, I've nearly bought the Armada mini for the Nebulon B frigate yeah. more times than I can count. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, I've I've seen it played. I you know I go to game stores to play D anD D, and especially the the one I used to go to when I lived back in Tucson, um, they would have uh, the Star Wars uh, X Wing and Armada night on the same night I would go play D anD D sometimes. So I definitely I'd, I'd see them all set up with their fleets and everything, and you know some of these guys took it real serious, and they'd come in with all their their bins and everything and they had just dozens and dozens of of you know ships and and starfighters and i think i saw uh somebody playing it where they kind of did a hybrid of x-wing and armada where Mm. they'd they'd have like the capital ships in one area going and the starfighters on another area going at the same time as sort of like the microcosm to the macrocosm. I think I saw that, or maybe they were just trading off and had them all separated. I don't know. But uh, I just like watching all the pretty Star Wars ships go across the board. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and some of the nights when they had the X, X-Wing tournaments, people would just kind of on their on the side play Armada. And I never played Armada. I mean, it's, it's essentially the same uh game uh, dynamics just bigger ships and again like you said the models are also beautiful but i just, I just never played it um yeah but yeah that's awesome uh but what about you what is your number what is your next one my next one here uh this is the jedi unleashed game it's the battle on geonosis this came out with uh attack of the clones and Essentially, it's a game that takes place inside the Genosis Arena. And obviously, everybody knows that's my favorite scene of the entire, you know, prequel trilogy, probably, um, is the the Genosis Arena. Um, It's a game where you're supposed to, you know, uh, play against each other. Um, You each get a team of Jedi, and the objective of the game is to... uh, eliminate either with your characters or the battle droids and Geonosians that are littered across the entire uh, game board um, 
to eliminate as many of your opponent's Jedi as possible before Yoda arrives. And you roll dice to see if you, you know, attack uh, and if you advance Yoda or not and all this stuff. I say that you're supposed to play it that way. I never did because I didn't (laughs) want to kill the other Jedi. I played my own version of it where it was, let's see if we can survive the arena with all the Jedi um, before Yoda shows up. So uh, I, yeah, I definitely played this so many times my own version where it was more of a, of a survival based game rather than a, uh, you know, uh, an antagonistic game against the other player uh, while still surviving on your own. So, um, but I played it a lot that they've got some, you know, great, pieces that have uh, some nice artwork of the different characters, the different Jedi characters. I'm going to show Carl uh, Kit Fisto's character uh, card. Oh, nice. So That's cool. Do they come um, with minifigs or anything, Jason, or is it just cards? Uh, it's uh, They've got like a little... Okay, like a little stand. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, a little, little stand figure for them, and you move them around and stuff like that, and it... It looks just about as chaotic as the Genosis Arena when you set it all up. It it, it really does. And um, not only do you have to survive battle droids and Geonosians, but depending on how advanced you want to play it, you also get uh, Jango Fett thrown into the mix, and he's tough against Jedi. Uh, Or you can add the Reek in if you want to uh, just add another level of chaos to the, the battle. So how big um, and was it just on like a big board game or like was it a big board map? Uh yeah, it was a big board map. It folded out. Uh it was one of those things that you know it's in the box and then it folds it's uh quartered when it's fold when it's all folded up and it just expands out and it's just a big uh arena thing. So um it's hard i'm trying to describe it with gestures and stuff on an audio <laughs> podcast yeah. sorry everybody I know. well i'm also um, asking questions that don't really uh really help out a ton when you're yeah having yeah. to be sequestered to audio right uh but it, it was one of these games where uh, like i said i it was just another way to play my favorite scene from attack of the clones uh and you know I don't think I've ever played it the way the rules say you should play it. <laughs> um, I've just played it the way I wanted to play it, which is something that you can do with Absolutely. any of these games if you want yeah. to do that. Uh, and I had a blast every single time because I made sure that it was done in a way that I could win uh, because I wanted all the Jedi to, you know, to 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 be be victorious. Um, particularly the Kit Fisto, I never I never. I always tried to work it so that he wouldn't uh, get get shot down in the middle of the the battle. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah. yeah, they you've got like eighteen different Jedi characters, and I say Jedi. Uh, Padme is one of the quote unquote Jedi characters, oh, so one cool. of the hero characters. Yeah. Um. So, and then there's probably like I don't know fifty. Uh, battle droids and geonosians that are just littered around the arena uh in addition to your all your characters so it's it's chaos but it's a lot of fun that's awesome very cool that's a game i'd love to try again next time i'm visiting um yes yeah i love a, a cool tabletop game like that um yeah that's awesome and again that was another one i i had never heard of because when attack of the clones came out that was actually when i was kind of getting out of like just having just buying Star Wars stuff like I, I mean I still liked Star Wars a lot but I was I was in that like 10th grade year where it's like I don't know what I want to have <laughs> um so yeah that's that just sounds so cool and and I'd love to try it yeah it's a lot of fun well uh what about you what's what's your next game yeah my next game is another fantasy flight game and it's the Star Wars living card game which was also released in 2012 um and it was it was a sort of customizable card game insofar as you could customize your decks with different cards. Um, but whenever you, whenever they released sets for this game, it was always like, these are the cards you're getting in every set. And I liked that because there were, there were other star Wars games that came out 
that were more of just like buy a pack of cards and hope for the best, <laughs> you know, type of a <laughs> right. thing. Um, and there was another game by Fantasy Flight called Star Wars Destiny, which I left off my list, um, even though I had a lot of fun playing it for a little while, mainly just because what got annoying about that game is, is you just had you sank so much money into it with just the hopes of getting good cards. Um, and, and I think that can sometimes be a pain in the neck. Um, yeah, but, but all that's all that to say the living card game was really, really fun, uh, because you kind of everybody, you just kind of started on an equal playing field. So it really was, it was, it was less about who had the best cards and more about who could play the game the best. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, uh, it, you know, the premise was pretty simple. It was always light side versus dark side. And the light side had three factions you could play as either Jedi, the Rebel Alliance, or Smugglers and Spies. And then the dark side factions were the Sith, the Imperial Navy, and Scum and Villainy. Um, so, right, all your major characters were represented, all your major ships. Um, and, and the game was essentially structured around, um, as the light side, you had to um, complete a certain number of objectives and the empire had to keep you had to defend those objectives and every turn the death star ticker would go up one and once it hit 12 the death star went off and obliterated the the light side um so it really was like it was a really fast paced game which i really liked um and uh yeah it, it it just it really felt like it represented the whole of star wars and because it right it's a game that came out in 2012 like it it, it represents the prequels well you've got the o, the original trilogy but be, also because of its landing uh the game has no longer no longer has new sets coming out it, it was discontinued i think it lost its popularity but the game went up through rebels so the last big expansion packs were all kind of themed around star wars rebels which was really fun like you nice. could you could play as kanan as like the entire ghost crew was available um, and it was it was really fun to play as them. So, again, it was like it was a way of like kind of living in that universe. And I think what I appreciated about the game is the light side was always I always felt was a little bit harder to win with because it really makes you feel like you are overwhelmed by by the dark side forces. But once you got the rebel, the light side debt built up, it was just really powerful. It just took a little while to get there. Um, so it, it, it was a tremendously fun oh. game. Um, my buddy, Greg, dark and I, side, it's easier, more seductive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Greg and I played this a lot, uh, when it was coming out and, and, uh, yeah, just, it, it just tremendously fun. Um, so yeah. No, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, I, 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 don't I think, never, yeah. I never played this. Yep. I didn't think um, so. I I never really got into the the card games because the 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 collectible card games the trading card games like that because I at the time if I was collecting cards I was actually collecting like the um the trading card sets mm-hmm. so like by like tops the uh, yeah by tops the yeah. tops trading cards so uh, that was my focus at that time when when a lot of these these games were were out and so if i was buying cards i was buying those rather than the games and i didn't have anybody to play with at the time either so i figured i'd just collect the tops cards so um but yeah i would totally be down to to learn and play these uh these card games sometime um that sounds like a lot of fun yeah well the next one I want to talk about is definitely one I know you've played um, because we've played it together. <laughs> uh, this is the Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, Pandemic System game, uh, which, uh, you know, whenever Carl and I have gotten together the last couple times, uh, you've probably seen pictures of on our social media because we have way too much fun playing the game. Uh, obviously, it's a game where uh, you get to pick one of a, a couple of different Jedi characters from The Clone Wars and the objective is to um, complete all of the objectives and defeat the villains before uh, the Separatists invade the galaxy and just take over. Um, and you have to. There's a couple of different moving pieces and different ways that the the Separatists can win. Um, it was a really easy game to play at first until we figured out we were playing it wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then it became a lot more challenging but carl and i are a very good team yeah we are um and uh we 
we have a, a very good record, the two of us, um, on this game. So uh, I had a, I have had a blast playing this game over time. Carl yeah. and I get together, and I'm so glad that he convinced me to get it the first time I, um, he came out to visit me in Phoenix. Uh, because it's definitely been a great investment. So um, <laughs> mm. uh, I think my favorite character to play is Yoda. I think I've discovered this. Mm. Um, Carl and I are a very good team, uh, Yoda Anakin duo. Um, so we we clean house, and Ventress can't do anything about it. Not so <laughs> yeah, she's doomed from the get go. Exactly. Uh, do you Jason, do you remember our record from when I was out there last time? Wasn't it like 11 and 2 or 11 and 3, something like that? Uh, I thought it was 9 and 2, but maybe it was 11 and 2 then. But yeah, we played a lot. <laughs> maybe we played 11 games. I mean, that's where I'm getting yeah. to 11. Yeah. yeah. 9 yeah. and 2 sounds right. Yep. Okay. And so, like you said, like when we played it the first time I was out, we couldn't lose. And we actually modded it to make it super hard. And right. still, and we still couldn't lose. We still couldn't <laughs> lose. And like, we watched like tutorials on how to do it. We reread the, the, um, uh, rule book a few times. And then when I got back home, uh, my friend Tyler, who is kind of just like a, a gaming genius, he and I played it once more and it was just like one, it's one simple little rule, but it's not, it's not explicitly stated the way it works in the rule book. I feel like. But it was a pretty crucial rule that made it yes. so much easier. And I remember Tyler just going, he was like, no wonder you didn't lose. You just, you played it so much easier. And I was like, good point. <laughs> so, <Right>. uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, Jason, we still kicked butt together. So it didn't really matter. Exactly. So yeah, uh, I, I absolutely love the game. Um, and I definitely, definitely enjoy playing it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, the, definitely the most uh, the newest game that's on my list. So uh, yeah. everything else that's on my list is um, a little older, for sure. sure. But yeah, that's the the newest one on my list. What's yeah. uh, what's the next one you got? Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm just gonna hold my comments on that game till a little bit later. Um, but my my next one um, is the uh, Star Wars customizable card game from Decipher, which ran from nice. 1995 through 2001. And, oh, gosh, even to this day, I still have such a nostalgic love of this game. And the thing is about this game now, if, if, if you're listening right now and you, and you know the Star Wars CCG, you know why you love this game. <laughs> if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, uh, it's, it might be just a lost art. So for uh, folks like Greg and I, who kind of grew up in the dark times and you know the the mid '90s of fandom before before the special editions came out and the prequels were announced, um, the this game from Decipher really did so much to bolster your love of Star Wars. First and foremost, because every single card in that game had a little blurb at the top of the card. That gave you a short history if it was a character. And a lot of these characters, again, were just like background characters in the cantinas or, you know, just totally random background characters. And you got these short little bios about them. Or if it was, you know, uh, a, a blaster from the stories or all sorts of things It had all every every single card had a box on top. Uh, that was just like an in-universe descriptor box. And then there was the boxes on the bottom that obviously had like its abilities, its powers, like all the things that it were, were um, significant to the game itself. But those little boxes on top, I swear that's where I learned half of the Star Wars lore I learned in my early fandom. Like it, it, it really was, I think it represented in the 90s what the, um, the early West End uh, uh, RPG game represented for early Star Wars fans in the, I think, I think the West End stuff started coming out in the early 80s, if I remember correctly. But it built up so much Star Wars lore and, and gave you, again, all these backstories and, and little things about characters. And I think the Decipher game kind of provided that for young Star Wars fans of the mid-90s. Um, so I realized that like putting a game this high on my list, even though my kind of main love of it was more of what it taught me about Star Wars than the game itself, 
the game was really complex. Like the rules were pretty hard for like, I remember being like 11 years old and my cousin was also 11, man, we definitely didn't play the game right, but it didn't matter because we only ever played each other. <laughs> so like we were playing by the same rules, even though those rules were not correct. <laughs> um, and, and it was really fun because you know, I mean, it was, you could build light side and dark side decks. Again, every major character to small character was represented. It was just so fun to collect these cards and, and it, you know, Jason, you insinuated that you really enjoyed collecting the tops cards. Well, this also was that too, because like all the cards were gorgeous pictures of the movies, like these stills that you, you know, you almost felt like you might have missed. Uh, so there was like a collector aspect to it, and you could just build these really fun decks and play in all these different locations across the Star Wars universe. And even though the game was, again, it it was complex. If you made up your own rules. You made up your own rules and you could still have a ton of fun with it. And what was funny is, you know, years, years, years later, when I, when I first met my buddy, Greg, uh, one of the early things Greg and I bonded over was our mutual love for the customizable card game. And I had said to Greg, I was like, Oh, I'm pretty sure I never played it. Right. But Greg is just a, a much brighter person than I am. And he's a couple of years older. So I think when he got into the game, he, he was probably like 13, whereas I was 11 or something. Uh, he had that slight edge, but Greg is just also a very bright person. And uh, so Greg and I, one of the earliest things we did when we became friends was I, I remember him coming over to my apartment and he brought over all of his old decks and he taught me how to blame play the game correctly. And it's, it's honestly not that hard. Um, and we just had so much fun playing it and, and it's something for, I mean, the last five years, Greg and I are always saying to each other, like, we got to pull it out again. We got to pull it out again. And, and cause it's super fun. Um, but yeah, it, it just has such a nostalgic place in my heart. And I feel like that's true of a lot of star Wars fans who grew up in that mid nineties era. Again, whether or not you really were super into the game, uh, there was just something about the lure of the game that was, um, you know, was just super fun. And, and because when I was a kid, I only had my cousin to play with. I actually would play it by myself sometimes, like in my room, I would just play as both decks and, uh, and again, and played by my custom rules, (laughs) you know, it was just, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun to play. Um, and, and it's still, it's still popular among a lot of Star Wars fans today. Like there are online versions of it. Like folks just mod the decks. People are still making new cards, like digital versions of new cards. Like, I mean, people have made sets for Mandalorian for the entire sequel trilogy. So the, the card, the, the official game stopped running after Phantom Menace. So you had cards up through Phantom Menace. Um, and that's when the game, uh, stopped, stopped making new cards. But like I said, it, it still has a tremendous, uh, online fan community. And, and it was like in its heyday, there were a lot of tournaments. I remember there was, and, and Toys R Us host, hosted a lot of them. Cause I remember going to one with my cousin when we were again, like kids, we didn't sign up to be in it because we knew we didn't quite know the rules. So we're like, we probably shouldn't actually play, but we went and watched. And when we even watched people play and we're like, yeah, we don't know how to play this game. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we went, but we went home that day and still played our version and had a great time. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. No, uh, I've never played the game, but I do remember, uh, at that, period is when I first started collecting the tops cards mm. and I picked up a couple of packs of the collectible card game cards because I didn't know the difference at that time. I was just like, yeah, it's star Wars cards. I'll just grab a pack of star Wars cards. Um, so I do remember getting about, I don't know, maybe three or four different packs, um, over a couple of month period. Um, and yeah, no, I do remember very vividly the the info blurbs uh, at the top, and then obviously the the game instructions at the, at the bottom of the card. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, oh, I guess it's a, a game, but mm-hmm. I don't care because I just want the information at the top. Yeah, um, and the great pictures because they did. They had some really good pictures. Yep. Um, so I definitely remember the cards because I had some. I think I've still got them. I, I'd have to go digging through my all the cards that I have um but uh yeah I, I just I never played it but I did collect uh by accident some of the cards mm. <laughs> from the game so yeah. you know um that just reminded me I just want to tell this quick fun story um what, right when I got into the game um like I bought the starter set and uh like a week later one of my 
friend who was not uh, he was he was not he knew I liked Star Wars, but this friend wasn't really into it. He had a birthday party and he got party favors for everybody at the end of the party. And most of the people got packs of Magic the Gathering because a lot of those friends played Magic. I, I got into Magic a little later in life, but I didn't play it then. But he got me just one pack of the, the CCG game. And the rarest card in those early days was Darth Vader. I opened the pack. The second card in the deck was Darth Vader. And I, it was oh like a, it was worth like 60 bucks. And like which when you're 11 years old, $60 is, you know, I mean, that's a lifetime savings. Um, right. and, <laughs> and I just like I, it just blew me away. I was like, holy crap. I got Darth Vader in a random pack. Um, and it, yeah, that was one of my like favorite little Star Wars memories. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's just like, uh, hey, here's a party favor. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And it's like, and, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, the right. gift I got him was, like, I don't even remember what I got him, but I'm sure it was a lot lamer than opening a Darth Vader. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's goodness. awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. So what is your next one? All right. Uh, so I've got two more. This one, this one is a game that I played in the mid 2000s with a friend i never owned this game but i had a friend who did and um when i didn't go over to his house a lot but whenever i did we played this game um and he was big into star wars at the at the at that time as well so we we talked a lot of star wars and had a lot of fun around it but this is star wars epic duels and Mm. this is a game that uh you you basically it's a it's a card and mini based game um so you have a couple of minis on different boards that you set out and the boards are different planets so you've got like the genosis arena this came out um in 2002 uh so around the same time as my uh my jedi unleashed game that i had earlier um and so it was called- a combination of dice rolling and card drawing um and you had a a collection of 12 different hero characters that you could play as um anakin darth maul obi-wan yoda the emperor vader han solo jango fett dooku things like that luke skywalker and then they had um essentially uh secondary characters and depending on the hero you either had two troopers, like clone troopers for Obi-Wan and Yoda, or stormtroopers for Vader, uh, royal guards for the Emperor, or a secondary hero that was just a little bit less powerful. So like Padme for Anakin, Leia for Luke, uh, Zam Wessel for Jango, Chewie for Han, that sort of thing. And it was a game where you it was essentially... It was literally called Epic Duels. Yeah. And you had these minis, and the whole point of the game was to kill the other per- the other team. So that was the whole point. And it more, was a more, uh, Mortal Kombat, but as a board game. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it, it was it was a fighting game, except uh, for the tabletop. Uh and it was super fun. I remember uh he had found um Apparently, people were creating additional character cards uh, for this, for other characters that you could add. And so he would use, like, figures or other, like, little, you know, things to fill in for that. Um, And I found out when going back to look up this game is that there still at least was, I don't know if it still is, but there at least was for a while a bit of an online community for this that, you know, the, oh. the game went out of print in 2004. Unfortunately, I kind of just checked eBay real quick to see if I could I, find I, it. I'm and literally, I'm cause I'd never heard of this one. So I'm looking it up right now and uh, it is quite, it is quite pricey on eBay. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot like a hundred bucks at least is the cheapest. And as much as like over 200 and you said um, you did I've not seen. own it, right? I did not own it. He did. Um, but uh, there's apparently they what they did what oh, a lot man. of the the community around this game did Dude, this is they would take so the cool. miniatures. So so what? Sorry, this just looks so cool. It's it's a blast. It's literally just like uh, you, you get a, a bunch of cards and the cards, um, the dice is like how many spaces around the board you could move. I, I believe. 
And then the cards are like your attack cards, and it was just a random draw. You had a deck of cards, so you would randomly draw, and you could do different actions and, and stuff with the cards. Um, you know, we could you could heal a hero, you could attack, you could have a trap card or something. Various different items that you could do. Um, but people would create decks, and they would use the... Um, the miniatures from Wizards of the Coast Star Wars miniatures game uh, to create hundreds, apparently, according to the Wikipedia about this game, because I looked it up <laughs> to remind myself about it. And apparently they created hundreds of different custom decks so cool. for different characters that you could add to the game. Um, and it makes me want to go find a copy of this game somewhere and start playing it again. Uh, I haven't thought about this game in years. And then Carl brought up this topic and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was one of the best games I ever played. Yeah, and these, it, ga- these like little game board maps of different like locations are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You've got like Geonosis, um, Emperor's Throne think, Room, the Carbon yep, the Freezing Emperor's Chamber, Throne like, uh huh. Camino's Landing got- Bay. Oh man, this is so cool. And they all have like a, a different like obstacle or something, you know, different setup to them, the different um, squares that you can move in. And I remember specifically the Genosis Arena because I, I like playing on that one um, had like a toppled pillar that you literally couldn't, you know, go into that area. You had to like you know, use the, the squares around it, and you could use it to like uh, strafe and hide behind if you were uh, a shooting character, mm. you know, things like that. So. Um, yeah, it was it was sort of a a little bit of a uh, no holds barred kind of strategic kind of luck uh, you know luck of the draw game, and it was it was fairly simple once you understood what you were doing, but it was just so much fun. I remember playing it for hours um, at this guy's house. Uh, uh, so yeah, I. I would love to find a copy of this game somewhere and get it uh, now that now that Carl has got me thinking about board games and card games and stuff like that. Uh, thank you, Carl. You're you're going to make me go on a hunt for this game. So well, it's, I mean, it's in your name. You are Jason Hunt. So get hunting. That, that's, that is true. <laughs> I support this hunt yes. wholeheartedly. Yes, Star Wars Epic Duels. That's the name of the game, and it was epic. It looks awesome. Um, that's very cool. Uh, well, my final game, which, which is one you have just talk, talked about just a moment ago, is the Star Wars Clone Wars Pandemic game. This is the my favorite Star Wars game I've ever played. Um, you know, like you said, it's... Uh, it's it's a really fun tabletop game. It, it moves very fast. Um, if any of you have ever played, uh, it's it's made by uh, Z-Man Games, which is the same company that makes the game Pandemic, um, which was sadly all too apropos a few years ago. Um, but the, the whole point of the Pandemic game is you're a team of scientists who have to stop this global virus from spreading and taking out the world. But like Jason said, in place of that, it's droid armies that are taking over the galaxy. And um, it, it is... A tremendously fun game it's it's you can yeah. play from two to four players uh and so the villains you go through so you start by asajj is the first villain you have to defeat then grievous then maul then dooku and you can play as obi-wan anakin ahsoka luminara yoda mace or ayla sakura um, those are the characters you get to pick from and uh yeah it's this is it. Like, if you are mildly interested in gaming, but are massively a huge Clone Wars fan, this is the game for you. So, all yes, of the absolutely the way you win the game is you have to complete a certain number of objectives, and each objective title card is an episode of Clone Wars title. And the way you have to def- like win the objective is often kind of thematically linked to the episode itself. So, if you're a big Clone Wars fan, like. Like half the episodes across the entire series are represented in objectives. Um, like all these different all, clones are are your ally cards. Um, all the planets uh, that uh, that are on the game board are planets from Clone Wars episodes. Yep. So yeah, it's so much fun. 
And uh, and because it's a co-op game, that's uh, so of all the games we've been talking about, I feel like most of them are competitive games. But mm-hmm. what I love about this game is that it is a co-op game. Um, and I love that because uh, I, I competitive Carl is kind of a jerk and I don't like competitive Carl. Uh, I'll just I'll own it right now. And like my, you know, ask, ask Greg or Ben or Tyler, like I'm sometimes unpleasant to play games with head to head. But I love co-op games because it's just about working together. Um, and uh, while I'm not really competitive about anything in life anymore, except for Star Wars trivia and Star Wars games. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, but what I love about this game is that it's co-op and and, and it's it's about learning to work together as teams. So uh, again, linking it back to what you said at the top of the episode, Jason, I mean, one of the things I love so much about these games is that they are communal. And, and this one is kind of the pinnacle of that because it is literally made to play with a group of friends and you're playing together as a team. It's super fun. Uh, I can't recommend this game enough. And because it's still out and it's new, like it's, I think it's, I think it's 40 bucks, maybe 50. Um, so it's not, I'm not going to say that it's super cheap, but it is affordable and it's really worth it. Especially if you've got friends that want to play it together. Like it's great. Um, can't recommend this game enough. Yeah, no, it, it is a lot of fun. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, especially if you're a Clone Wars fan, uh, it's there's so much attention to detail uh, in relation to the series uh, and the game. Uh, it's you know it, it's really really cool. So uh, highly 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 recommend it. And the yeah. artwork is great on all the cards too. So uh, I, I think that's one thing that's. Uh, something to to note uh, in a lot of these games is that the design of the characters or the cards uh, or the you know even the boxes sometimes themselves uh, just fantastic artwork um, on them. So yeah, that's uh, can't like like Carl said can't recommend the, the Clone Wars Pandemic game enough. Um, that being said, I've got one more game I got to mention, Carl. I know, and uh, and I know and this, what it is because of yeah. <laughs> process of elimination. <laughs> right, right, exactly, and and this is very much sort of where Jason's wheelhouse is, um, and it is the Star Wars role playing game um, by uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Right now, is the they're the the ones that are putting out the most recent version of it. Um, Edge of the Empire is the the core game, and then there's different expansions. Um, Edge of Rebellion and and things like that. So, uh, but it's it's basically D and D for Star Wars. Um, to to be <laughs> to simplify it. Uh, and as I said earlier, I do play D and I've got a couple of different D and D games. I was invited to a Star Wars role playing game group by our good buddy. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Baca, uh, and we've been playing a game where it's taking place right at the end of the Clone Wars, um, and we just finished the season. So the the idea is that uh, they played a, a season before I joined that was sort of like between episodes three and four. They decided let's do a prequel season and go back and hit the Clone Wars and then maybe add some new characters or, or you know whatever we'll go back to old characters or change it up as we head back into the time of the Empire. Well, I joined in for the Clone Wars portion and I got to play uh, a slicer. Uh, I was not a Jedi, which is a little funny. I was I thought maybe I'll play a Jedi. I was like, no, no, I'll play a slicer. So um, I played a Balasar slicer, and for those of you wondering who's a ba- what's a Balasar, uh, Elon Slees Bagano is a Balasar. You <laughs> want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> so yes, I was uh, basically a sort of human with antenna, um, and the whole point of my character is I was wrapped up with the Republic on this mission because I had, was a slicer who'd gotten into trouble and was working off a prison sentence. Um, by by helping the Republic on on this mission. And of course, as any role-playing game goes, things get out of hand and complicated. Um, we played through uh, Order 66 happening, uh, which was an interesting thing because we did have uh, a Jedi and a former Jedi as part of the group, 
as well as a clone as part of the group. Uh, so that ended up with the clone getting killed by the Jedi because uh, Order 66 happened and, you know, good soldiers follow orders. Um, and uh, we all kind of saw that coming when we knew it was going to, you know, we were going to get there. But everyone loved it and we had a blast playing it. And uh, I like these games because, you know, as you know, I'm an act, I have an actor's background, theater, and these games are sort of my way to, like, play and act out stories in the world of star Wars. Um, And so I'm a big fan of role-playing games. I know not everybody else is. um, And that's totally fine, but this is definitely something that fits me, fits my style and getting to just play a character. uh, Yeah. My, my, but my character's name was Nalmo Cruz in case (laughs) anybody was curious. Um, Yeah, he's uh, Namo Cruz, the Balasar Slicer. Um, he survived. I did survive until the the end of the uh, the campaign. Barely, uh, <laughs> it was touch and go there for a minute. Um, but yes, I, I did survive. And uh, depending on whether or not I'm available, he might make a return when we jump forward 15 years. Uh, for the next sessions, uh, if I if I'm able to make that work with my busy busy schedule, um, nice. but we'll see. I definitely would like to play it again. I'm just not sure I'm going to be able to play it, you know, next time around. Uh, but had a blast with it. We just finished the session, like I said, about a week or so ago. Uh, a campaign, I should say, about a week or so ago, and um, I love it. I love these kinds of games. Um, making your own character, creating stories with the, the, the people around the table. Um, it's just a blast. So. Yeah. I, I it makes sense that that is your favorite. Uh, Cause it, like you said, it's right up your wheelhouse. Uh, I, yeah. I tried playing the star Wars RPG years ago. That was one of the first things my little star Wars Boston group first got us all together is they were all big into D and D back in the day. Um, and some still were and they're like, Oh, we should try the star Wars RPG. And I was like, sure. That sounds great. I've never tried something like that. It's just not a style of gaming for me. Uh, I just couldn't get into it. And every time I've tried since, like I just, I tend to just get bored out of my mind, like 20 minutes in, um, and, and, uh, and no shade on those who love it. And I'm, I'm really impressed with the folks that have the creativity to do it. And, and I, I understand how imaginative it can be, but for whatever reason, I just, I just struggle to get into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think like you said, Jason, it's, it's a, I mean, it's, you literally get to get together with a group of friends, create a Star Wars character, and then create Star Wars stories. Um, I mean, that's pretty darn cool. Uh, it just, yeah. it just, it just doesn't scratch my itch. That's all. But it, it's so cool to see so many folks so deep into it. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, it, it's not a style of game for everybody, you know. Um, it, it definitely is my style of game, um, but I, there's no shade or anything thrown at people who just who just can't get into it. Role-playing games, that not only is it, uh, you know, you kind of have to play off of everybody else in the group and kind of find that balance of, you know, when do I jump in and, you know, when, you know all this stuff. Um, and you have to balance role play and combat and all that stuff, but it's also, um, oh my gosh, I had a point and it just dropped out of the back of my head. I'm sorry. I hate when that happens. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, but it's also something that is so, uh, emotionally and mentally exhausting. Uh, it, it's intense. It can be intense. So, when I finish a session, I usually just like shut down for the night. I'm like, I'm mm. done. I'm done with people. I'm just going to go watch something or play, you know, uh, something on the computer. And I just like, I'm done. I've got to just kind of close everybody else out. Uh, if anybody texts me, it's very quick, short responses. I'm just like, I need to recharge. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and sometimes that kind of gameplay is just not uh, conducive for some people. So I, I get it, uh, but it, it can be emotionally and mentally uh, intense yeah. <laughs> depending on how you play. Um, so, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I think that is a, that is a pretty darn fun list. 
Um, and like we've done with a lot of our recent episodes where we talk about some of our favorite things, spe- specifically favorite things that we own, uh, got, we got to really encourage folks. If, if, if you have an Instagram and you're not following us, be sure to do so. Cause I always post, uh, I always post photos of, of our little collections of things like this, uh, usually later in the week after the episode comes out. Um, so definitely want to encourage folks to do that. Yeah. And obviously if, if you have some games that you yes. like playing that we didn't even address that maybe we haven't even heard of because, yeah. you know, Carl's mentioned some stuff that I've never played. And I obviously I mentioned some stuff that he's never played. So uh, there's a whole plethora of Star Wars games out there. Um, and I'd be interested to know <laughs> how far back Star Wars games go. Did, were there Star Wars board games back in the 80s? I don't know. I would imagine there might have been, but I have no idea. My knowledge of that doesn't do start until the 90s. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. But anyway, so Carl, if people do want to weigh in, uh, comment on any of our picks or, or share some of their own, where can people get in contact with us? Yeah. Well, as I said, we are on Instagram at the Wampusler. You can always follow us on Twitter at Wampuslayer or email us at wampuslayerpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. And uh, anything else before we close out this episode? Let's find that Epic's Duels game, Jason. We got to find it. Oh, my gosh. We got to <laughs> find it and we got to play it together. It'll, it'll be a great time. Anyway, that wraps up this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. It's been episode number 525, Favorite Star Wars Games. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. Wampus Lair.